Sponsored by Just Eat. Woo! Tap into Ireland's leading food ordering app. Just Eat. Find your flavour. On McDermott on 2FM. With Transport for Ireland. Plan your journey door to door with our free TFI Journey Planner app. Now, you've heard this trailer a few times on the show this week. This is the last time, but for very good reason, because we're chatting to Mr. Christian Bale. The vice presidency is a mostly symbolic job. Uh-huh. However, if we came to a uh, different understanding, I can handle the more mundane jobs overseeing bureaucracy, military, energy, and uh, foreign policy. Yeah, right. I like that. It is Vice. It's nominated for eight Oscars. We're chatting to the star, also star of American Hustle, Batman Begins, The Fighter, The Big Short, American Psycho, The Dark Knight Rises, The Machinist, Mr. Christian Bale. Hi, Owen. Christian, hello. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, mate. How are you? Very well. It's lovely to make your acquaintance. Well, Um, you're all still happy because you're still in the EU, aren't you? And you don't have any um, issues about what's going to happen. I'll sell you an Irish passport for a tenner. You can afford it. Come on. Please do. Yes. (laughs) I spent some time in Temple Bar. I was there for about five months one time I had a wonderful time and every morning I would get delivered on my doorstep what I called the, the temple bar hamper which was usually like a smash bottle of vodka and some vomit on the, on the doorsteps <laughs> that I'd have to sweep away that sounds pretty accurate and hey listen you know acting mm. at your level probably pays pretty well but even at that you probably had to remortgage the gaff because it costs about nine euro a pint in temple bar so I'm sorry for your troubles is it really? yeah it's pretty expensive yeah yeah. so how yeah. does any well that's like London isn't it you know I go back to London I call up my old friend and they go well, we can't afford to go out in the middle of London. I go, I'm on Padium, it's on me. But um, no, no Londoners can afford to go out in London. What were you filming in Temple Bar? I assume that's why you were here. Yeah, that was years back. I did um, a, th- a thing called Rain of Fire down in um, Oh, of course. Uh, yes, yeah, yes, Yeah, it was yes. during the whole pig and mouth, uh, pig and, uh, foot and mouth, pig and mouth, uh, <laughs> foot and mouth disease thing. So we would go to work and get sprayed down each and every day. That was the Dragon film. That's right. Yes, I do remember. Of course, of course. Well, no, there you go. I was kind of worried because yesterday with Amy, I had like a, a warm-up anecdote where I nearly had a part in a film that she was in and I was worried I didn't have one with you. But there we go. We're off. We've bonded over Temple Bar. So let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Right. Well, first of all, congratulations on the nomination. It, it's unsurprising, but it's massively deserved. So so well done. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, delightful. Yeah, um, appreciate it. At the Globes, when you, I assume, well, maybe not tongue-in-cheek reference Satan as your inspiration for El Dick here. I guess that's why he's so problematic because he's a, obviously a clever guy. He manoeuvred himself into a position of such influence and he he could have done good. Yes, there was oh. a choice. There was a choice. I mean, you think about that moment after 9-11 when the whole world was galvanized behind America saying... What do you want to do? We will support you. And we could have chosen to embrace American ideals and shine light into the darkness, be that beacon on a hill, but instead embraced the also very consistent dark underbelly of American history and instead said, no, we're going to fight darkness with be- with more darkness. We're going to create an abyss. And uh, and consequently, you've got somebody who he has absolutely no regrets, you know, says he would do it all again in a minute. I do believe did it for all reasons that he genuinely believes were for the best of America, were for protecting as that as that uh, uh, speech to the camera. 
um, uh, suggests at the end of the film, but uh, uh, has many Americans saying he should be tried for war crimes and he is the least patriotic man that has ever existed, that he sold out um, American ideals. But it, that idea that even in his, he was firm in his unsteadfast, in his own belief, he was doing the right thing. I don't know, does that make him a sociopath or whatever it makes him? Does it make you sad a little bit, even when you're studying and getting in his mind frame, that it rings true, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely? Oh, not sad a little bit, sad extremely. I think that's the beauty of this film, and it's the wonderful thing that Adam McKay is able to achieve. You know, this is a man who made Step Brothers and Talladega Nights, brilliant, absurdist comedies. And then turned turned his eye to, uh, uh, you know, the big short first is what we worked together on. And then him and I, we were standing at the back of a theatre not long ago watching the end of the film. And we both were getting teary eyed and not what he's kind of sort of trying to hide it. But then realising we were both feeling that way, because to me very much, this is a real love story about America and what it could have been and what it still can be. But instead, what it has become. Um, right now and it's absolutely tragic it moved beyond sadness because also it's it's criminal I mean um, hundreds of thousands of people died based on these decisions for a war where intelligent brilliant minds willfully misled um, other people into that and then declared afterwards that it didn't matter that all the reasons they'd stated for going in didn't exist there were no WMDs oh it doesn't matter and that's just unbelievable and so it's um, it is criminal but what is fascinating is that those very same gentlemen who enacted that would consider themselves to be absolute patriots you know, sort of in the vein of um, the rough men standing ready, you know, to, to defend uh, our ideals. Whereas, uh, you know, I would say probably most Americans now say, no, those are not our ideals. It's absolutely unpatriotic. And you sold America's ideals out. And I guess the touchstone closer to home for you was, and me too, was Tony Blair, I guess is the same thing around around his complicity. But do you think then that, I understand as it is now, you haven't met Dick Cheney, but if you were to meet him, that he would, he maybe almost might shake your hand and go, hey, enjoyed the film, as opposed to it, from my point of view, being a character assassination of a man who did terrible things, that he would kind of go, yeah, that's me. Well, look, we did, <laughs> I don't know that he would go, yeah, that's me, quite so easily as that, but <laughs> I do think that he's a thick-skinned individual. He stands by what he has done with his life, regardless of what is hurled at him. He's had everything, every name thrown at him. Um, I don't think it would rock him particularly. Um, his wife did write a very interesting book called Executive Privilege many years back about a fictional president who seems very calm on the outside, but behind closed doors at home has panic attacks all the time and people have conjectured that possibly she was basing it on Cheney. Who knows? He does have all of these heart attacks. Possibly some of that is based on the stress. Um, but his public persona is one of absolute granite. I suspect he would just ignore me, I would think. You know, I'm a total irrelevance. I'm a bloody actor. Um, but I think uh, he would probably just think I'm an inconsequential idiot and who cares? Uh, I don't think Lynn would be quite so accepting of it. Lynn played by Amy Adams. We're chatting to Christian Bale. We're going to do Calvin Harris and Sam Smith. And then I want to follow up with the uh, Amy Adams yesterday's anecdote about Brad Pitt and Pink Eye. This is 2FM. Calvin Harris and Sam Smith promises on 2FM. We're chatting to the real-life Christian Bale. Uh, eight Oscar nominations for his film Vice about the life and times of Dick Cheney. And Christian, you're saying that... Um, 
I guess, he, so convinced of uh, was he of his own moral compass that the real-life Dick Cheney wouldn't mind the film so much. You know, I think he's a little bit more laid back, but I think Lynn has always been the one with who more opinions, more energetic. She has been the one who imbued him with the ambition to become what he became. And he says himself, I would never have been VP without Lynn. In fact, anybody who married Lynn Cheney would have become VP. Um, yeah, she and Amy as her both incredible. Because yeah. time is finite. Can we finish on a moderate showbiz anecdote? Right. <laughs> oh, no, not about you. Well, yesterday, Amy was telling us Brad Pitt being one of the producers on the film and how when right. she, in spite of you all being peers, she met him and she got the flutter because he, you know, he's, he's an impressive man. And she said she was sad to have pink eye. It was the worst day that that could happen. And I was like, it's happening. I get, I get to hug Brad Pitt. This is so exciting. And then I realized I had pink eye. <laughs> And I was like, no, no, don't hug me. And it felt, uh, I had to then inform him that I had pink eye. And I've never felt more unattractive in my whole life than that moment. Have you even She was though- worried about transferring pink eye to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's have what I said. what? Have you? Have I, have I, have I, have I transferred <laughs> pink eye to Brad Pitt? Yes, multiple times. Yes. I don't even, I don't want to tell you what else I've transferred to him. He's Fair. a very handsome man. He's a very handsome, charming man who could resist. The question I had was, well, because I was very surprised for her to admit that, you know, even though, like I say, you're all peers, she was like, oh, it's Brad Pitt. Is there anyone you've met in your time that you would regard as a peer, but maybe even in spite of yourself, you found yourself going, oh my goodness, I'm standing opposite this phenomenal talent or whatever. I get that all the time because I do not feel like I belong here whatsoever. I feel like I'm always skating by. I always wake up and I go to work going, oh, blood. DL, do they know I shouldn't be here? And that's why I always feel like I'm trying to work doubly hard because I don't think I deserve it at all. And I look at other people and I go, God, they're so bloody charismatic, effortlessly. I'm not. And and I think, yeah, they're true movie stars. I'm just some English prat who's managed to get by somehow, but everyone's going to rumble me very quickly and kick me out of the country. Well, if it's scan consolation, you are one eighth of the reason this film has eight Oscar nominations, and it's a rollicking ride, and it's uh, it's, it's. I know, and Adam's three eighths of the reason. Look at that. <laughs> Between the lotteries, you're what, what, what a talent he is. A formidable Amazing. force. Hey, Christian, it's been an yeah. absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Cheers, mate. Take it easy. This is Two FM.